my wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. Now, this is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. Now, this is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary. I'm minister to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church here in the beautiful city of Adelaide. I'm also your drive time host every Tuesday and Wednesday. Now, look, guys, I would love you uh, if uh, if you would like to text us in uh, a short something. We'd be more than happy uh, to share uh, with our audience. If you'd like to share a positive thought, a comment, or simply say hello, then you can do this uh, by text. Texting us on 04888-80811. We would love to be able to feature your positive thought, your comment, or simply just simply say hello to a good mate out out there. Uh, Our text number again is 04888-80811. Now this week, uh, we're looking at the theme of the fire of revival. Is that possible? Um, Now, this subject... Uh, I, I believe is actually so important uh, to the uh, to the times in which we're living. Uh, this subject is actually so important that uh, we're planning on running with this theme all this week and also all next week. Uh, now, today, uh, we're going to be asking, uh, what did Jesus uh, teach on the Holy Spirit. Now that's a that's a brilliant subject. There's just so much in uh, in that particular um, issue. Now today um, uh, we uh, have as our as our co-host uh, Mrs. Uh, Lindy Sparing. Now welcome to you, Lindy. Hello, welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, it's fantastic to have you with us. How is the cold getting to you here in Adelaide? I've lived in Melbourne most of my life, Pastor Gary. Ah, uh, yeah, that makes this. Uh, this is not cold. <laughs> I tell you what, uh, it's no, it's a bit chilly outside today. Uh, but uh, yes, compared to our mates over in Melbourne, we've probably got it uh, very good uh, once again. Hey, now that's being a little bit uh, um, regional, isn't it? At, at that particular point. Um, now, now, look, um, Lindy, just tell us just before we uh, we go to uh, to a friend of ours. Uh, now, look, you're uh, the women the the Women's Ministries Director. You're also the Prayer Ministries Director of uh, the Seventh Day Adventist Church here in South Oz. Now you're you're also the Associate Speaker for Spirit Baptism Ministries. That's now, right, Pastor now, Gary. Lindy, what is that? Spirit Baptism Ministries was started by Pastor Dennis Smith in America. And it's spread across the world like wildfire. And there are speakers in every country. And, and I'm one of the speakers here in, here in Australia. And, and I just love it. It's, it's one of the best topics you can be talking about. Yeah, look, it is exciting. I know you're incredibly passionate about this particular subject. Uh, And in fact, we're working from a book, Steps to Personal Revival, that was written by Helmut uh, Herbel. Now, now Helmut is a a pastor that's been working and uh, speaking on this subject for many years. How old is he now? Well, this, this pastor really came to understand these, these teachings, if you like, in some recent years. He's in his early 90s. He wrote this book a few years ago. He's written wow. three more. He's still preaching across the world. Uh, he lives in Germany, 
And he knows that we're doing these programs this week and he sent me some addi- additional information, an incredible man of God. Oh, that, look, I tell you what, isn't it wonderful when you're in your 90s to still be involved in ministry? I mean, I look at that and I say, hey, I mean, uh, there are so many people that are looking at 65 and say, hey, look, you know, I'm looking forward to retirement. But here's a, a fellow who at 90 is still empowered to be able to do ministry. Amen, amen. Um, what a way the Lord does actually, does actually work. Now, look, let's come to our world, uh, religion news, uh, report. We try to feature something that's going on in the big wide world, in the religious world, uh, or in the contemporary world, uh, each, uh, each day. Now, here in Aussie, uh, this weekend, uh, we have, of course, the federal election. Uh, now I, I know if you're a little bit like me, you're probably a little bit Boiled dry almost on all the electioneering that's uh, taking place. So we're not going to do any electioneering. But I do have uh, with me on the line today uh, David DeLima. Now, uh, David's the uh, South Australian state rep uh, for Family Voice Australia. Now, uh, David, uh, welcome to you. Well, thank you so much, Gary and Lindy. It's great to be broadcasting with you once again. Ah, oh, look, so you're almost becoming a regular on our on our little uh, little program here at the at the present time. Now you're living up in Port Augusta at the moment. What's Port Augusta like today? Well, it's always sunny up here, but it's been a bit fresh. I've got to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been a little fresh. It's a it's a lovely part of the world, particularly if you enjoy uh, snapper fishing. Are you into fishing at all? I'm not a fisherman, I must confess, although I'd love to call myself a fisher of men. Uh, now, now that's that's far better uh, than being a fisher uh, in the uh, in the Gulf. Now, um, now look, what I'm wondering is this: um, I just like to, I suppose. Um, sh- ask you just a couple of things about the election because I, I know that you've written, uh, you've certainly um, presented on your on your website uh, about the election this weekend. Now, just look a couple of questions. Look, how important do you think it is that we actually take our vote seriously uh, this weekend? Yes. yes, Gary, it is enormously important that we all take time to vote prayerfully and intelligently. There's a wonderful story out of Africa. In 1961, the nation of Zanzibar, the mm. change of government occurred and the majority was secured by one seat and that seat was secured by a majority of one vote. It's the ultimate cliffhanger of all time. Wow. So uh, the, the polls are predicting a Labor landslide this Saturday. Yep. So if they're right, that will occur. But they, they could be totally wrong. So we must presume nothing. We need to pray and be intelligent about the important exercise of our vote. People in other countries, they'll walk for days to go and vote. And we grizzle sometimes because we've got to turn up and queue for 20 minutes. Yeah, look, it's a real privilege, isn't it, for us to be able to actually take part in a democratic election and actually have some say. I mean, I know in my own case, uh, today I actually did a pre-poll uh, vote today, so I've already uh, elected. But I know that as I stood in uh, in the booth, um, I, I think it probably took took me 20 minutes to actually uh, cast my vote because I, you know, I really, there was uh, people there that I wanted to vote for. I couldn't actually find them and I actually had to search to uh, uh, to actually find the people that I, uh, I wanted to. To, uh, uh, to vote for. Um, but look, David, I'm just wondering, what principles uh, do you believe Christians should consider 
when considering who to vote for. Now, we're not trying to push any particular political party here. I mean, this is, you know, we're, we're talking to intelligent people in our, uh, you know, on our radio show here, and uh, they're certainly able to make up their, their own minds. But do you think there are some principles that Christians could consider when considering who it is I'm going to vote for? Yes, indeed. Well, the scriptures are full of principles for us to apply here, and I'll just cite two of them, if I may. One is, righteousness exalts a nation. They're Mm -hmm. from the book of Proverbs. If we want to be exalted as a nation, we greatly need righteousness. That's the first point. The second one is, Jesus spoke about the way in which we can be so consumed by, shall we say, economic matters. He said, a man's life does not consider consist in the abundance of his possessions. So unfortunately here in Australia, we're headlong plunging into materialism and we're trying to fire up the economy. We're all trying to earn more money. We're all working harder than ever. I don't know what happened to the great leisure generation that was forecast in the 1970s. It must have come and gone and passed me by because everyone's now working harder than ever and they're they're doing unpaid work uh, just to keep up with their workload. So uh, now, Jesus spoke very strongly against this. He also made an interesting point in relation to the way in which, um, shall we say, economic matters are not the prime consideration. So whatever yeah. we do on Saturday, I think as Christians, we should not be voting for whichever party is going to put more more disposable income into our pockets. Now, yeah. that's, that's a falsity, really, because it's not government, the role of government biblically to stimulate the economy or to improve our pay packet. It's there to commend those who do right, to punish those who do wrong. But Jesus said, uh, the Pharisees, you tithe your dill, mint and cumin, but you've forgotten the weightier matters of justice and righteousness. Mm. So these are the things we need to be thinking about. Which individuals, not so much the parties now, but the individuals, because we always wait for an individual, not really for a party. And we've got to choose individuals uh, across the political spectrum that we have confidence in who will deliver wisdom and goodness for our country. Yeah, yeah. I, I know, I appreciate what you said there about voting for individuals rather than parties because mm-hmm. I know that mm-hmm. at the South Australian state election for the, probably the first time ever, uh, I actually uh, did some some homework on, okay, what do individuals actually uh, believe? And of course, it's all available on the uh, on the web, what they do actually believe, what they do actually stand for. And uh, I actually voted, I know, in the South Australian state election here for politicians that actually had uh, values uh, that I felt would build our country uh, rather than decimate our country. And I didn't actually look at the uh, party, but rather the individuals. Do you think that that's something we, we can... I mean, do you want to open out on that anymore? Well, it is true that we, we don't vote for parties. We cannot vote for parties. We vote for individuals. And yeah. we've seen people defecting from one party to another over the years. So... You never exactly know what you're going to get when you vote for someone, but you will certainly get the individual if they're elected. Uh, whether they stay with a party or change to another party is a matter uh, for the future. So these things do happen. But you're absolutely right that we need to consider very carefully the character and the values of the individuals we're voting for. And, you know, there's nothing to stop uh, voters trying to find out that information they might be able to go to a Facebook page of a particular candidate that they're unsure about and, and just ask them a few questions. Yeah, yeah. I, I know I actually at one point went uh, went onto the onto the website of uh, 
um, uh, one of the one of the political parties that uh, um, you know certainly uh, presents presents very well. And I discovered what some of the uh, associated policies that uh, weren't being shared uh, were um, uh, that were underlying the particular party. And uh, I I actually was was quite quite horrified that uh, you know people uh, might actually vote in uh, in good conscience for you know. For, for this particular group, but uh, uh, to me, as I, I looked at that, I mean, I uh, I, I suppose I, I would plead uh, with our uh, with our with those who are listening to, uh, hey, look, let's let's really take our vote seriously uh, this weekend. Uh, let's consider, you know, what the individual politician is actually uh, standing for. Uh, do they stand for uh, for truth, for morality? Uh, do they train? Uh, you know, I mean, to me, uh, this is actually just so so important and uh, um, yeah David look I, I just like to say a really big thank you for what you I do actually I'm conscious of the work that uh, that you uh, do actually do with uh, uh, family um, family voice Australia uh, you do a, a marvelous job I've really appreciated you certainly uh, preaching in uh, uh, in our church and uh, um, and certainly have uh, have challenged a lot of people to really step up into this yes. civic arena mm. yes. yeah David thank you so much for uh, joining with us uh, this uh, this afternoon folks look let's come well, to some uh, uh, some music uh, this is uh, Jason Quark and I love this particular uh, rendition of the holy uh, of the holy city uh, please please enjoy Jason Quark uh, playing and singing of the holy city please enjoy. Last night I lay sleeping There came a dream so fair I stood in old Jerusalem Beside the temple there I heard the children singing And ever as they sang Methought the voice of angels From heaven and answering Methought the voice of angels from heaven answering Jerusalem, Jerusalem, lift up your gates and see. In the highest Hosanna to your King And then methought My dream has changed The streets no longer rang Hushed were the glad hosannas The little children sang The sun grew dark with mystery The morn was cold and chill As the shadow of a cross arose Upon a lonely hill As the shadow of a cross 
Jerusalem Hark how the angels sing Hosanna in the highest Hosanna to your King And once again the scene was changed New earth there seemed to be I saw the holy city Beside the tideless sea The light of God was on the streets The gates were open wide And all who would might enter And no one was denied No need of moon or stars by night Or sun to shine by day It was the new Jerusalem That would not pass away Some of you out there actually singing along with that. Now, that's, a, that, that, that's certainly one of those golden oldies. Do you remember it, uh, uh, Lindy? Absolutely. I love that song. It's so powerful. Oh, yeah, yeah. To, to me, I love that. When I hear that uh, that being sung, you can only – I just feel like saying, oh, boy, I wish I could sing to be able to go and join, um, uh, you know, that uh, that song when it's uh, when it's being sung. I think it's really, really fantastic. Now, look, we want to say a really big shout-out. We want to say hello to, uh, to Louise. Uh, Louise has just texted us in and just – uh, wanted to say, hey, God is good. Uh, God is good. And how true uh, that actually is. Our God is just so good. And hello uh, to you, Louise. It's wonderful to have your text. Now, look, folks, if you have a positive thought, a comment, or you simply like to say hello, uh, you can do that uh, just by uh, texting us on 04888. 80811. Now that, uh, that's our studio text number here. Uh, so if you've got a comment that you'd like to make, we'd love to be able to hear from you. Now perhaps, uh, just perhaps, you might like, uh, to have our, um, uh, to our free giveaway today because you can claim our free giveaway on exactly the same book. Now our giveaway this week is entitled, uh, Steps to Personal Revival. Now, uh, this is, is a book that we're working for, uh, this week week and all next week. Now our co-host 
every day this week and every day next week is exactly the same person. It's um, it's Lindy Sparing, our prayer ministries leader here uh, in the uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church in South Australia uh, and also uh, a speaker for an associate speaker for Spirit Baptism Ministries. Now, uh, Lindy, just tell us something. This particular book, Steps to Personal Revival, how has it impacted your life? It's an amazing book, Pastor Gary, and it actually has been printed in many languages as it's gone right across the world and transformed people's lives. There are so many testimonies. And in my own life, I'd already had some understanding of the Holy Spirit through Pastor Dennis Smith's books, the 40-day books and 50-day books. But this helped to sort of solidify this part of our lives that we don't always understand and why we just don't have the overcoming and the victory and the joy and the transformation. And Pastor Helmut Horbel has really articulated so well these principles that the Bible expounds on and what Jesus was teaching us. Oh, look, it's, it's so wonderful because, I mean, it's entitled Steps to Personal Revival. I know I've read it myself. Uh, I love this particular book. It is so practical. I can well remember actually uh, sharing this with uh, with a group of my own church elders. And uh, I, can, I can well remember uh, the impact that it made on our elders and on our entire church. In Amen. fact, they, uh, we worked one of, through another book that he, I think it was uh, 40 Days of uh, Prayer or uh, I think the, the book is called, we worked through that as well. Um, and by the end of the 40 days, something very significant had happened in the church. You know, changes take place when people pray and when people, um, people consider and cry out for the Holy Spirit. You know, one of the things I'm so conscious of is that um, uh, it's easy for us to concentrate on the negatives in the church. You know, over the last few weeks, we've been looking at some of the challenges that the church does actually face. Mm. But what we're doing in this two weeks is to say, hey, is there a way to be able to remedy uh, those uh, those issues? And uh, I, I'm really looking forward uh, to uh, to, re- to receiving what, what you're going to be, be sharing. But look, folks, if you would like uh, to uh, work through exactly the same book, if you'd like your own copy, all you need to do is to text us here at the studio uh, – uh, and that text uh, number uh, again is o four triple eight. 80811 and we'll send you the book uh, being filled with the Holy Spirit and uh, the code uh, to get that just when you text us don't ask us for us just send us the code the code is SA45 now no gap between the SA and the 45 you'll be contacted by a robot and now if you've never spoken to a robot before please uh, don't be um, don't be frightened he's a he's a kind robot we actually he's got a name for him we call him faithful and uh, Faithful will respond back to you. He'll ask you for some information so we can get this book out to you in the fastest uh, possible way. Uh, the book is Steps to Personal Revival. If you'd like it, 0488 And uh, immediately um, we will uh, get in contact with you and uh, just SA45 and uh, and uh, Faithful uh, will, do his, uh, will do his job. Now, also... If you've got a positive thought, a comment, or you want to simply say hello, please use that same number. We love uh, to be able to give you a big uh, shout, a shout out. Uh, now you are listening to Faith FM Drive Time, big Q and A with uh, Pastor Gary, and today our co-host is Lindy Sparing, and Lindy is the Prayer Ministries Coordinator for the Seventh Day Adventist Church here in South Oz. Now this week uh, we're looking at the theme, the fire of revival. Is it possible? 
This subject, I, I believe, is just so important uh, that we're actually following that theme all this week and all of next week, and Lindy is going to be co-hosting uh, every single day. Today, the question that uh, Lindy's going to be presenting on is, what did Jesus teach about the Holy Spirit? Now, you know, this subject is just so, so big. It's so important. Uh, some years ago, I, I had the very real privilege to, to sit and do a little bit of research on the history of revivals in the Christian church. And, you know, Lindy, the thing that really stands out to me are some of the amazing stories that are actually out there just in the history of revivals. You know, we don't actually hear a lot about revival uh, these days. It's almost a, 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 a passe a type a type word, and yet revival changes people's lives. Absolutely. And, and one of the stories that I, I actually stumbled across came from the came from the eighteen hundreds, and uh, I loved this particular story. Just, just get a load of this. On September twenty three, eighteen fifty seven, at the Fullerton Church uh, Street Church in downtown New York, Jeremiah Lamphar had been hired as a missionary to reach the businessmen of the city. Not knowing exactly how to do that. He printed handbills announcing noon prayer meetings. That's fairly simple, isn't it? That's a fairly simple thing to do. Um, with the title, How Often Should I Pray? Now, I'm not sure whether this had worked today at all. You might have to do it on the internet. Um, uh, that first day, he was joined by six men. Within a month, over a 100 people came. Six months later, 50,000 people were meeting every day at noon for prayer in churches all over New York and in other cities. Factories began to blow their their, their lunch whistle at 11.55am to allow workers to dash to the nearest church for prayer. And then the whistle would blow again at 1.05pm. In February of 1858, conversions in New York alone were seen at the rate of 10,000 per week. Uh, newspaper reports throughout New England revealed no unconverted adults in many towns. Estimates, estimates are that in 1857 to 1859 revival brought over 1 million people to conversion in America. Uh, you know, to me, these sorts of numbers, these sorts of results are, are absolutely mind-blowing. Now, there's a number of other stories that we'll share with you during the, uh, during the week. Uh, but, you know, revival just is just so, so important. Yeah, there's only troubles and issues in the church. The solution is actually this thing called revival. But, Lindy, look, let, let me flick it over to you. I'm taking all your time up, and uh, that's something I, must, I mustn't do. What did we need to base our understanding of revival on scripture? What did Jesus teach about the Holy Spirit? Well, God's word is amazing, and I said yesterday that it's like a tapestry and it all comes together to reveal this amazing picture for us. In John 7:37, the section about the promise of the Holy Spirit, we find Jesus crying out and saying this, "If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink." And it just shows us that we need to have this yearning. Now, I don't want to have this prescription of how we come to God, but it's the, it's the outcome of our relationship with God as we walk with him. And so we need to yearn for God. I remember some years ago, Pastor Gary, I grew up in a church setting. I loved the Lord. I loved 
going to church, but I made a lot of mistakes and I hurt other people and myself. Mm. And I started to understand that I needed more of the Lord and I didn't even know really what to ask for. Mm. But I said to him, Lord, can you create in me a greater desire to read the word and to understand who you are? Mm. So I made that choice to ask him to do that and he most certainly answered that prayer. He wants us to yearn. How, how did he answer that prayer? He, I just started to want to read the word more. I, I wanted to get up in the mornings and spend time with him. I suppose I started to fall in love with Jesus. And that will sound a strange concept to some people. There's a song, I'm deep in love with you, Abba Father. Mm. And it's such a powerful song that just, I suppose it just shows and reveals to us that this relationship that God wants to have with us is is even deeper than a marriage relationship. It's intimate. It's close. He He loves us so much, and and so many things in this world block us from receiving and understanding this love that He has mm-hmm. for us. And He wants us to yearn for Him, to thirst for Him. And sometimes you and I don't even realize we're thirsty. You might get home one day and go, oh, I've hardly drunk any water all day. Mm-hmm. And you know you need that water for mm-hmm. your body to operate. And sometimes we don't even realize how thirsty we are. And we can ask God to reveal to us our thirst for Him. There's other choices that we need to make. In John seven thirty eight, that Jesus said to the people, He who believes in me. Now we as Christians and the listeners today, aren't we saying we are Christians? We are mm-hmm. believers? And Jesus is saying, He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Mm-hmm. So when we believe in Jesus, when we trust him, out of our hearts will flow these rivers of living water, this living water, this this bread of life, if you like. We talked about the bread of life yesterday that we can share with others. And, of course, if it's rivers of living water, what that means is that uh, you have got more than just enough for yourself. You have got enough. It's a river. It's, it's enough to be able to share and others are impacted by everything that is flowing out of you. Absolutely, absolutely. And just a little example of that was about an hour before I came over to the studio, Pastor Gary, I felt this conviction to ring somebody, Mm. to ring this friend and to encourage them and to pray with them. And they said to me, do you know I've hardly had any sort of encouragement or messages. I received a message today from a friend I haven't heard from for a long time encouraging me, and here you are ringing me saying to encourage me in the ministry, to keep going, to persevere, and then to pray with me. Why, why did you feel that you had to pray? Why did you feel that you had to get ring that particular person? I just felt an impression. I felt... Um, I felt, you know, people say God spoke to them. I don't know that I heard words, but I thought I need to ring that person. And and it's I didn't used to be like that Pastor Gary, but when we open our hearts to the Holy Spirit to God, yeah. he will prompt us. And that's where the 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 living water, if you like. I was able to share the bread of life with this person. Yeah. There were some rivers of living water coming out of me at that time to bless that person. And you know, I, I'm so conscious of how 
often and how regularly that does actually take place. When a person gives themselves over to the, to the moving of the Holy Spirit, it just seems that the Lord is able to direct their mind in a way that, I suppose, impress them is the, is the best way. And suddenly things start to happen Absolutely. that, you know, in, you wouldn't expect uh, to actually happen. You happen. can't explain. It just, some would say, hey, this is just coincidence. But the problem is, there's just so much coincidence that you turn around and say, hey, this is more uh, it's than a divine coincidence. Appointment. I call it divine appointment. Indeed. And, you know, in Romans 12, 1, there's an amazing text that says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And so here is Jesus telling us, God is telling us to completely surrender our lives to God. So he wants us to yearn, he wants us to trust, and he wants us to surrender and obey as well. Now those things don't come naturally to us, Pastor Gary. Our human nature is, is sinful and we have our own thoughts and our own desires. But let me tell you this, I've never been a, a, drug taker or an illicit drug taker. Mm. I don't have that in my past. But one of the things that I find brings you the most joy, pleasure, a high, whatever you want to call it, is doing what God wants you to do. It fills you with such a feeling of completeness, of fulfillment, because you are doing what he wants you to do and you are you are blessed as you bless others. Yeah, uh, and look, I really appreciate what you're saying because I, I know that, I mean, I th- reflect on the story of Mary and Martha uh, in the New Testament and their meeting of, of Jesus. You know, you've got two ladies, you know. One of them uh, wants to to sit at the feet of Jesus. Mm. and uh, uh, But Martha, however, uh, she doesn't, uh, she, she is consumed with much work. Mm. You know, doing work is not sinful. Um, no. But... Uh, in, uh, in Jesus' case, he turns and he says to, uh, he says to, uh, to Martha, he says, um, you are worried about many things. Mm. Um, but Mary has t- chosen the better path and I'm not going to take it from her. It's okay, according to Jesus, to sit down and reflect on the things of God. Absolutely. And you know, to me, when I read that, and when I understand that story, I sort of, I understand what you're actually saying there, because it's when the Holy Spirit impacts my mind, uh, that suddenly I want to sit and spend time at the feet of Jesus. Well, I love the way, I love the way that Jesus treated women. And I was nearly going to say to David before when he was online, isn't it wonderful? Women can vote now, David. You know, <laughs> it's, when you think about it, it's only been a few generations that we've That's been true. allowed to vote. That's true. And so, you know, Jesus always treated women with respect and he, and he loved them. We also read in the scriptures about if you love me, keep my commandments. And so here's this love relationship with God where we want to obey him. Like I felt a conviction, an impression to call this person. I could have ignored it. I have a choice. Yeah. But I chose to act on it and I came away feeling blessed because I thought, okay, Lord, you, you showed me and you impressed me to call this person. You see, 
God wants us to give up our own wants and desires, but he doesn't take things away and leave us with nothing. Mm. He replaces it with something that is so much better, so much more exciting, so much more powerful. And so, you know, this question, what does Jesus teach about the Holy Spirit? He shows us this way that we can have the Holy Spirit. And when we have the Holy Spirit, we are having Jesus in our lives. It's Christ in us, the hope of glory. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And no. I don't want it to appear, Pastor Gary, as a list of do's and don'ts. You know, we have a response that we have to God, and when we understand His love, His desires for us, His grace and mercy, we want to um, worship Him. We want to do what He says. We know that we should not be planning to do things that are wrong, because in Psalm sixty-six, eighteen, it says, "If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear." Mm. And I want the Lord to hear me when I call him. I want him to guide me, to protect me. My husband and I, we drive all around South Australia in ministry and we always pray that God will protect us from other drivers, from hazards, from animals, um, keep us alert and awake. We want to come under his protection and care. Mm. All the time. Yeah, yeah. No, look, that's so true. In fact, uh, this is one of the things that I know that uh, uh, in John's gospel, uh, Christ really uh, highlights in a really significant way. Um, you know, you know, he says, you know, uh, and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him. But you know him. For he dwells with you and will be in you. Mm. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. You know, it, I love that little expression. I will not leave you orphans. In other words, when Jesus returned to heaven, it was almost as though his disciples had been left orphans. You know, I, I, I don't know what it is to be an orphan. Uh, but, you know, I, I've, I've spoken to some people who have been through that experience. Mm. And uh, here uh, we find Christ is um, saying, I'm going to give you something that's going to replace me and enable you to do ministry in the same way that I have enabled you to do ministry. And this is the work of the Holy Spirit. To me, as I look at this, I I just simply say, hey, Christ's prayer for his disciples, Christ's prayer for the Holy Spirit is actually so powerful. But please keep going, Lindy. Thanks, Pastor Gary. I suppose the last part of the, if you want to call them prerequisites, I don't really want to call them that, but the the guidelines or just the... the, um, Preparing our hearts, if you like, to receive the Holy Spirit, we have to remember that pride is probably mankind's biggest enemy. We're proud and we feel like we don't need anything, and it caused Lucifer to choose rebellion and sin over commitment and worship of his God and creator. So we need to recognize our need. We need to humble ourselves and be on our knees. You know that parable uh, in Luke 11 we talked about yesterday. The man had nothing to feed his guests with. Mm. He realized he had a need. He had people turn up. He wasn't prepared. He had a great need. He recognized that need and he approached his neighbor for bread, which for Jesus was telling me is the bread of life in Luke 11. 
And this is actually the need of individuals. This is the need of um, uh, of churches today. You know, I'm so conscious, even in churches, you know, it's so easy to become part of the routine. Mm. Uh, you know, you do what you need to do to keep the programs running. Right. And yet what we're actually saying here is that there is far more to deep spirituality than um, just keeping a program running. You know, sometimes, in fact, uh, keeping a program running can actually wear people out. And I'd be really surprised if there aren't some people listening to us. I've actually said sometimes to uh, uh, to some of my church leaders, look, I don't want you to take uh, a church leadership position this year. What I want you to do is I want you to take the year off. Have a sabbatical. Uh, because I want you to have a sabbatical mm. because you are worn out. Mm. And I've actually said that. You know, a church didn't particularly bless me on a couple of occasions. But it's actually very important that that does actually occur. There are some times when to build up spiritual life, you need uh, to actually lay some things aside. Jesus did. He came apart. He did. He came apart. And so as we as we consider this um, wanting to have more life, we want to have revival, Jesus is teaching us the principles of the Holy Spirit. And in the last part of Luke 11, 9 to 13, he tells us that very interesting scripture, ask, seek, knock. Mm. Ask, seek, knock. And he wants us to want him. Yeah. He wants yeah. us to respond to his love, to recognize what he's done for us on the cross and, and for our hearts to be drawn out towards, <clears throat> towards the living savior. Yeah. And Jesus said in John or John 10, 10, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Yeah. Jesus wants you and I, Pastor Gary, he wants our listeners to experience a new life and to live in a completely different dimension after his second coming, to yeah. spend eternity in a new heaven and a new earth of absolute perfection, like it was before Lucifer rebelled and then caused Adam and Eve to sin. Mm. This is the great gift that he offers us, a reconnecting with him, our mm. Lord and Saviour. Yeah. Lindy, let's just take a break uh, just there if we can. Uh, look, let's uh, let's uh, se- uh, let's uh, uh, allow uh, Gavin Chatelier. He's uh, going to be singing uh, a beautiful song as water as water to the thirsty. You'll really enjoy this particular song. Please enjoy Gavin Chatelier. As water to the thirsty. As beauty to the eyes As strength that follows weakness As truth instead of lies As summertime and springtime And summertime to be So is my Lord, my living Lord So is my Lord to me of clamor like peace that follows pain like meeting after parting like sunshine after rain like moonlight and starlight and sunlight on the sea so is my Lord my living Lord so is my Lord to me
instead of grave As freedom after bondage As sunrise to the day As home to the traveler And all he longs to see So is my Lord, my living Lord So is my Lord to Gavin Chatillier, and he is uh, as singing as water to the thirsty. How true are uh, the words of those those particular songs? How much we need that water that only Jesus Christ uh, can certainly provide us uh, with. Now, guys, look, our uh, giveaway book uh, this week is uh, the book Steps to Personal Revival: Being Filled uh, with the Holy Spirit. Now, you will love uh, this particular book. It's only a short book, uh, but it's a book that is well worth looking into. Uh, now look, this is the sort of book that you can again use in your devotional time. Uh, I know when I get up early in the morning, uh, I like to have a have a devotional time. Uh, I like to read from the scriptures, sometimes from a devotional book, but this is certainly one of those books uh, that I would certainly recommend to you. Uh, it's a powerful book, particularly if you've got somebody to, uh, to share it uh, with. Now if you'd like uh, the book Steps to Personal Revival by Helmut Hubel, uh, all you need to do is to uh, text us here at the uh, at our studio. Our number is oh four triple eight eight oh eight eleven. That number is oh four triple eight. 80811 uh, and you just need to text us the code SA45 SA45 no gaps between the SA and the 45 uh, and you'll be contacted by our friend Rob by our friend Faithful uh, the robot and uh, he'll get the information off you that we need so we can get this book to you uh, in the uh, in the fastest possible uh, way 04888 80811 now look if you'd also like to send us a, a positive thought a comment if you'd like to just simply say hello um, if you've got a, a thought on on something that we've said today, um, please uh, feel free to to share that on that same text number. Uh, it does come through here to our studio. Oh four triple eight eight oh eight eleven is the uh, is the number. Uh, now uh, you are listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q and A with uh, Pastor Gary, and today our co-host is Lindy Sparing. Uh, Lindy's the prayer ministries coordinator for the Seventh Day Adventist Church here in. Uh, South Oz. Uh, she's also uh, an associate speaker with Spirit Baptism Ministries. And I know one of uh, Lindy's real passions uh, is uh, speaking on this uh, on this issue of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and, uh, and revival. Uh, this week we are looking uh, at that theme, the fire of revival 
is it possible? Um, this subject, I believe, is actually so important um, that we're, we're going to follow the same theme again uh, next week. But today, in particular, we're, we're asking, uh, what did Jesus uh, teach on the Holy Spirit? Um, Lindy, look, uh, we've got about 10 minutes. Why not bring it together for us? Well, we talked about Jesus uh, teaching about thirsting and, and living water, and John goes on to explain in John 7.39, but this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. And so here we are to understand that this living water, this Spirit, would be coming to the believers, to the Christians, after Jesus was glorified. I'm sure the Bible makes it clear we receive a measure of that. So rivers of living water is a lovely comparison to a fulfilled and abundant life. Mm. You know, you can picture the waters um, giving life to plants and animals and people. Picture some of the rivers overflowing on the east coast. Some have overflowed perhaps a little bit too much during these massive downpours. And imagine your life abundant and overflowing with the Holy Spirit living in you. Mm. The reason I'm so passionate about about this, Pastor Gary, is because I didn't have this and I feel I have a measure of this now. Yeah. I didn't have this and I wasn't overcoming. I wasn't filled with um, the Lord prompting me to bless others. I wasn't doing what he wanted me to do because I was trying to do it in my own strength. You know, a Christian author named Ellen G. White wrote in the late 1800s, she says this, Morning by morning he, meaning Jesus, communicated with his Father in heaven, receiving from him, receiving from his Father daily, a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And it seems there are the two baptisms, the water one and the spiritual. I know for myself, Pastor Gary, if I want my ministry to be powerful, I need to spend time with the Lord in his word on my knees praying and asking for him to fill me. So it's not Lindy's will all the time coming out. Yeah. So it's clear in the word that Jesus needed a daily refreshing from the Holy Spirit. And if Jesus needed that, then so much you and I. So much more, you and I. In the book Ephesians by Paul, chapter 1, verse 13, Paul confirms that when a person becomes a believer, they are sealed by the Holy Spirit. And he elaborates in Ephesians 3, 16 to 17, in the middle of one of my favorite Bible prayers, in Ephesians 3, verses 14 to 21. It's one of my favorite Bible prayers that I pray for others. He says, we are to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. And then in chapter 5, verse 18, we are told to be filled with the spirit, to be filled with the spirit. So even though we receive a measure or we receive the Holy Spirit when we are born again, we need this daily refreshing and filling. Just like you, Pastor Gary, you have water on your desk. I've got water on my desk. We need to drink during the day. We so much more need the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. and we need to ask for it and seek it and find it and knock. Yeah. This is actually so important, isn't it? Because you, uh, you know, it is so easy, like that Mary and Martha story, to actually get so tied up in the uh, in the affairs of this world uh, that you, uh, you know, you really can't, you don't spend time in spiritual priorities. I mean, I, I will remember talking to a, a family at one particular occasion. They they actually said to me, they said, "Ah, oh, Pastor, you don't come and visit us." 
And uh, I said, well, actually, I have been on your doorstep, actually. Uh, and uh, they, uh, uh, and I said, just as a matter of interest, when do you leave for work of a morning? Because they all shared a car to travel down to, to Sydney from the Central Coast. Um, and uh, I said, what time do you leave of a morning? And they said, oh, we're gone about, uh, about six. Um, and I said, uh, what time do you get back in the evening? They said, oh, most nights uh, it's getting on for 9.30 or 10 o'clock. And I said to them, what time would you like me to come and visit you? You know, and this was just simply for a visit with the church pastor. (laughs) Um, You know, so often the affairs of this world can actually crowd out not just the church pastor, but also uh, the God of heaven. Absolutely. And that to me is, I think, exactly what you're talking about at uh, at this uh, at this point in time. We need a revival, Pastor Gary. Yeah. We're living in difficult times where people have been struggling with the impacts of the pandemic, of the mandates, of all the different things that are going on. We need this revival of true godliness. And the only way we can have that is by recognizing our need that we need the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know, when we're baptized, we're normally fully immersed in water and our whole body is submerged for a few moments. I remember my mum telling me that when she was rebaptized, she thought that she had died in the water. She was a little bit fearful of going in the water because she nearly drowned as a child, but she felt like it was a death going under the water. But then when she came up, she yeah. felt like there was this, this new, new life, life. New life. New life. New life, and indeed. And she was changed and transformed. And yeah. we need that water baptism for sure. But Jesus says that we are baptized with the Holy Spirit, which means to be completely, again, under the influence of the Holy Spirit, being filled by him. Yeah. And it's an ongoing experience, not like water immersion baptism is. And it's that ongoing experience that sometimes we fall away from. Yeah. Even yeah. if we understand this message, we can go through seasons where we're, we're going on a high and that person that I rang this afternoon, they'd, they'd gone through a low. And I said, yeah. it seems to be the experience of Christians. We, we can go up high on the mountain, then we go down into the valley for a while. Yeah. But that should be reminding us that we have this great need to seek the Holy Spirit. I'm really interested, uh, Lindy, that you actually tie together the uh, this issue of the the impartation of the Holy Spirit with prayer. You know, the two are actually linked intimately together. It's physically impossible to actually talk about one without also talking about the other. And, you know, that to me, I think, is what's going to be happening this week. You know, yes, we're speaking about revival and uh, the impact of revival in the Christian life, but you can't actually separate that from the impact of prayer in the life. Absolutely, which is your relationship. Yeah, with God, yeah. you're talking with Him, you're listening to Him, and of course, one of those questions we are going to actually resolve is this issue of how do you pray uh, in order to uh, to really communicate with the God of Heaven? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. And I think that in our listeners and you and I, we all have a choice to make, don't we? we have a choice to make. Do you yearn? For a more abundant life. I know that I yearned for it. I wanted a spiritually transformed life. And perhaps the way we do that is, is we approach God, we talk to him, and we ask for this, ask, seek, and knock for this Holy Spirit gift, and we keep asking. It, it is a gift that we ask for, Pastor Gary. Mm-hmm. It's offered to us, mm-hmm. but we need to ask for it. We need to receive it. We need to Reach out our hands and receive it, our hearts and receive it. And I can promise whoever's listening 
that if we do this, your life can will be forever changed and transformed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lynn, look, I'm just wondering, how would you like to pray uh, for uh, someone who, who may be hearing us right now, who may just be saying, hey, look, I want a transformation of my spiritual life. I want my spiritual life to become real uh, in, uh, uh, in, in my church, in my family, in my home. Uh, would you like to pray for that person? Certainly. Father God, you are such an awesome God and we just bow before you. We can't even understand how wonderful that you are, that you created this world and this earth and all that is in it. And Lord, you just desire to have this intimate personal relationship with us. And there are we all sorts of people listening, some who probably understand this message very, very well and are walking with the Holy Spirit and others who are struggling perhaps or haven't even recognized or heard very much about the Holy Spirit. There may be others, Lord, that have wandered away and, and want to recommit their lives to you. And I just pray, Father, that your Spirit right now will touch their lives, will inspire them, will awaken their hearts and their desires. May they seek you, Father. May you be the most important thing in their life, that they want to put other things aside, that they will yearn and that they will have this heart drawn out to seek the Lord in all areas of their life, that they will completely surrender, Father. And there may be others listening who have never even heard this message before, Lord. I pray that they will get out the word and read some of the scriptures that we've quoted and be uh, convicted in their hearts of their need as well. So this is our prayer today, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, folks, it does look like our time's up for today. Thank you so much for joining Pastor Gary um, and uh, Lindy Sparing on Drive Time Big Q&A. Please join us tomorrow when, we, uh, when we'll be sharing another uh, thought on the subject of the fire of revival. Is it possible? Really look forward to seeing you. But until then, please remember Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May our God richly bless you. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.